0: Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast show. I'm excited. Today, I have a new guest here with me today. Her name is Gabrielle Sherry, and I'm really, really excited to have her on because she is an emotional eating coach. Did I get that correct? Yes, you did. Yeah. And I think that this is a really, really important topic and one that We don't much talk about Like you said, we talk about diets and we talk about exercise and oftentimes the piece gets missed where we're talking about how our emotions are attached to this. Mm -hmm. So Gabrielle, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into this and then a little bit about where you used to be (laughs) and where the struggles were in your life. And then we'll talk about what God is doing in your life.
1: Yeah, so thank you so much, Heidi, for having me as a guest. It really is an honor to be here. But as Heidi mentioned, my name is Gabrielle J. Sherry. I am an emotional eating coach and I help women to really gain clarity, build confidence, and have consistency in their eating habits. I can say that now proudly, but that hasn't always been my story, especially when I started my wellness journey. So. I got started in 2013. I found myself at a crossroads. It was really interesting. I don't think we really know that we're emotionally eating until we know that we are emotionally. I
0: agree.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know until I was 30 pounds heavier. You know, I was looking back now, I can see how I got there. I was in toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't treating my body well. And I was in college. So you know how they say you gained that freshman 15? Yes. I gained junior year 30 pounds in less than a year. And once all of that happened, I found myself experiencing bouts of depression. I was extremely Mm -hmm. insecure. I was hiding. I didn't want people to see me because I felt like people were going to judge me for gaining all of this weight. So it really played with me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I wasn't even trying to seek God in this because I didn't know that he cared about this aspect of my life. So I found myself in a really bad place. And so I eventually, I just, something happened and I decided to take control. And so I started going to the gym and attempting to change my eating habits. But for oftentimes, you know, the eating habits, that's the last thing to happen. A lot of us were just like, oh, let me go to the gym. Let me lose the weight but I can still eat whatever I want to eat, right?
0: (laughs) Like it's an excuse to eat more by going to the gym. Absolutely, because you have
1: this mindset, oh, well, I can eat this and I'll just work it off later. Little do we know, but that's creating an unhealthy relationship with food because it's as if we have this mindset of now I'm using food as a reward. If I Mm. go to the gym, I'm going to reward myself with whatever I want to eat. And so that's really misaligning the way that God created food. He created food to fuel our bodies, not so that we can use it as an idol or something that we actually have to work towards. We don't have to work for food. Food was freely given. That's wow. what God gave manna, yeah. right? He freely yeah. gave manna. So why do we feel like sometimes we have to work for or earn food? That's not its purpose. And so I was going through that place in all transparency. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> said this out loud, but I would literally go to the gym. And then leave the gym and go across the street to Wendy's. Mm. That was my pattern. Mm-hmm. And I did that for months until I just was like, okay, let me just start dieting. I'm just gonna research some diets and get on those. And so I started heavily, heavily dieting. I probably tried everything on the market that you can name, extremely unhealthy. At one point, I was eating. 500 calories a day. Oh, yeah. Just to hit that physical goal, that exterior thing that I was seeking. And so I eventually lost the weight. But when I yeah. got there, I found that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. I thought that it was going to make me secure, that it was going to yep. make me feel better about myself. But I found myself in this place of being 30 pounds lighter, but still carrying the weight of a 30 pound person.
0: Ah, that. Okay. Can you just repeat that? Because that is really, really important. What you just said, that's why we never are at a healthy place is what you just said.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Because we have this false
1: expectation that weight loss is going to equal confidence that is going to equal body confidence. And that's not the case. I was 30 pounds lighter, but I was still carrying around 30 pounds of
0: weight in my mind. The problem that we have is our emotions and our mind it's in our soul.
1: Yeah, our mind,
0: our will and our emotions. So Mm -hmm. that is where the issue is. It's not necessarily our body. It's in our mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: I think it comes to understanding that the physique is important, right? I think it's important. We want to look a certain way, you know, I think that that has its place. But I
0: also feel that whenever you are making that an, an idol. It? I think that's the thing is that it needs to not be an idol because I think that's where there's been a lot of like in the news, they talk about not body shaming. Yeah. And someone could even say that our conversation is that. And that's not it at all. It's like it's we're bringing it back to what is it that God actually has for each one of us. Yeah. It's we take away TV, we take away what culture says. It's what does God actually want for us? Mm-hmm. And if there's an idol of food or an idol of even what you look like, then that's not aligning with what he wants. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about priorities, right? There's a scripture, I think it's in Second Timothy, maybe Second Timothy 4 and 8 or First Timothy 4 and 8, but it, it says that training mm-hmm. is of some good. God talks about this training is of some good, but being trained in godliness is good, not only for this life, but in the life to come. He specifically talks about physical training. Yeah. Especially if you go to like the message version or some of the more versions that are easily understood for most people. He talks about physical training and he says that those things are good, but if that's the priority... You have your priorities mixed up because I I need
0: for you to train for godliness. Yeah, I found it first Timothy four, eight For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of Mm -hmm. that, which is to come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder how many people have actually seen that scripture and have been like, wow, when I first saw it, I was like, God, you care about even that piece. I think sometimes we don't think that God tells us that our bodies are temples and that we should submit it to him in all ways. But have we ever thought about it from that aspect that God even cares about how we fuel our bodies, what we put in our bodies, right? So it's important. It matters.
0: But if we're struggling with depression, if we're struggling with anxiety, we go into this place of like, well, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care anyways. It's like, oh, it took me so much energy to even get to the gym, or it was Mm -hmm. took me so much energy to even make that salad or whatever it is that we're trying to do. We're exhausted. And so talk about how did you move from that place of trying all these different diets? And then how did he move you into this place of where you're actually coaching now? And Mm -hmm. tell me what the Lord's taught you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had to do the hard work. And I think sometimes that's the piece that sometimes we just, we don't want to deal with us, right? I was having this conversation with my client the other day and she said, Gabby, why is it so easy for me to turn away food from someone else? But I can't tell myself no. What's going on with that? And I told her, you know, I think that it comes down to this thing of, of course, having the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control, But within that, having self-discipline. And so I literally, I had to turn down my own desires. I had to literally allow for God to shift my mindset about this that would allow for me to even be willing to do the work. You know, when people come to therapy, they typically already have a mindset that, okay, that I'm here to do the work. I'm here because I'm taking myself out of my comfort zone and I'm here because I want to do the work. I had to get to this place of where I was just really tired You have to get really tired and fed up with your own junk (laughs) to say that I really want to make a change. But also for those who are struggling with depression or anxiety and you feel like you've tried it over and over again and nothing has seemed to work, what's going to make this time any different? There's a different set of strategies that go along with that. There will have to be this mindset shift that has to happen of course, because I believe that anywhere you go, you go head first. You don't go into the gym just to go to the gym. Your mind has to get to the gym before you physically get there, because if not, you're not going to go. So your Mm -hmm. mindset has to shift. But also giving yourself some practical strategies, because I think that health and fitness has been defined as I have to go to the gym five days a week, or I have to eat a salad every day, or I have to do all of these different regimented things that's not required. So I think also a big piece of that is redefining what health looks like for you. My version of health isn't your version. You may not go to the gym five days a week, but what else can you do? Could you stretch? Could you maybe go for a walk? Maybe you're not in a financial place where you can spend money on organic foods, but what else can you do? Can you buy some frozen veggies instead of the fresh veggies? So I think a big part of it is we've been taught that health looks a certain way. And so we're now having to get to this place of trying to figure out, okay, what does this look like for me? What does this look like for my lifestyle so that I can be successful with
0: where I'm at? Yeah, I saw a picture of a triangle when you were talking, and I feel like a lot of us are on the end of the triangle where it's really long, and we're just with the group, and we're with the crowd, and because we're like, well, I guess I'm not with the crowd, I don't fit in, I don't have the money, or I don't know how to even eat organic food, or I don't know how to go to the gym, I'm scared of the gym, so then we make these excuses, and we stay back with the crowd, and really, it actually starts at the top of the triangle, Mm -hmm. which is You're made in the image of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are healthy. It starts in that place of you are healthy. And from there, you form what works for you, just what you were talking about. So maybe it isn't organic food. Maybe it isn't going to the gym. Maybe it's going for a walk, Yeah, 10 minute walks throughout the day. That wouldn't work for me, but that might work for someone else. And it's better than doing what you're doing right now. (laughs) You know, but you start at the top, which is I am healthy. So getting in that mindset, I feel like it's in that mindset Of seeing yourself as Mm -hmm. the way that God made you, not the mindset of I'm 30 pounds heavier. I'm fat or I'm overweight and all this stuff, which they're lies. That's not who we
1: are. That's the importance of the mindset of going head first. Mm -hmm. allowing for your mind to go there before you physically arrive there.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: And then you'll begin to catch up physically and emotionally and spiritually. But your mindset
0: has to shift. I had a moment when I was in the middle of having my three children and it was a Wednesday afternoon and I'm sitting there eating goldfish because, you know, little kids eat goldfish and I'm just eating them and eating them and eating. And I'm thinking, oh, I would just love to have a glass of wine and just like not care and just feel with the crowd. Of all these other moms that that's what they're doing. You know, they have these toddlers and I was like, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. And I had this, the Lord was showing me this place of I'm in that place of feeling that shame, mm-hmm. feeling that condemnation of, I don't want to be doing this, but it just feels good in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment where I was like, no, Heidi, how do you want to be in six months? Yeah. You need to be friends with her. You yeah. need to like the Heidi in six months, like yes. Heidi in a year from now, and be yes. friends with your future self. So to me, that's like you talking about leading with mm-hmm. the mind. Your mind has to get there first.
1: Yes, and that's a really good point, Heidi. Because oftentimes, I think we make rash decisions without really counting the consequences. It's easy to pick up a, a candy bar over an apple. Not saying that either one of those are good or bad. Let me preface that. I don't believe because a candy bar is okay too. Yep, candy bar is okay too. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes. We know what a candy bar does to the body. If you think about it 20 years later, you're eating candy bars every day, of course, that's not going to be healthy for you. Right. But we don't think that far out, right? We don't count the consequences of what is this going to look like? What am I going to feel like 10 minutes later, an hour mm-hmm. later? Am yeah. I going to be sluggish? Am I going to be tired? Am I going to have a headache? Am mm-hmm. I going to feel bloated and uncomfortable? Oftentimes we make rash decisions without really counting the cost of what it's going to look like. And so I think. Also, going head first, thinking about what is this going to cost me in the future? Yeah, instant gratification is a real thing. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. We want it right now. You do. And if I can't have it right now, then it's an issue. But it's us really focusing on making wise decisions at indecisive moments, turning down the
0: flesh. Yeah. Now, what do you want from me? you talked about specific strategies and then something else you said earlier in the show, you're like, I had to learn how to deal with myself. (laughs) So can you talk about the strategies and that how did you learn how to deal with Gabrielle? There's this book.
1: I love it. It's Boundaries. I'm sure you've heard of it, Heidi. Yep. Yep. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. Clown and Townsend. An amazing book, but it talks about the different boundaries that you need in life. But what I found so interesting when it got to the piece about talking about self boundaries, because it's easy for us to point the finger and say what someone else isn't doing, but it's more difficult for us to point the finger at us and hold ourselves accountable because we don't really want to do the work behind telling ourselves no if we tell ourselves no then all of these other emotions might rise to the top well why is it so hard for me to tell myself no what is it about this food that i can't stop and get away from like so all of these questions start to come to the top and yeah. oftentimes we just don't really want to deal with that so we're just like okay well i'll just eat it anyway mm-hmm. just so that i don't have to deal with that emotion and so it makes us avoidant. and wow. so i had to stop avoiding I had to start asking myself those hard questions.
0: Wow. I had to start
1: getting to the root of, why am I always craving this specific food at this specific time? Is it someone that I'm around? Is it an event that consistently happens? Did my coworker just say something to me that triggered me? And now I want a candy
0: bar. That's good. But you were able to be aware of that was what triggered you to get you to that place. Yeah, So I I had to
1: be intentional about, Understanding what was triggering me, what was going on around me. And I think that self-awareness is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to ourselves, right? Whenever we become aware, Mm -hmm. then our behaviors can start to change. But Mm -hmm. as long as we're continuing to intentionally remain ignorant in this area and just do what's easy... Mm -hmm. then we'll never see that real type of transformation that we really want to see. So it does require that we start asking ourselves those hard questions, Mm -hmm. that we stop avoiding the deeper issues behind our eating habits and really start trying to put in some work there. So what would you do then?
0: You slow down, you got to Mm -hmm. wear like, okay, I just got triggered from my coworker. Can you give me like a practical of what you do? Like I want to eat, but I'm aware that that just happens. Slow it down for me to Mm -hmm. know how you were able to get to beat those emotions.
1: Yeah. So a couple of questions I ask myself, and this is whether I am, if I'm feeling like I need to eat something, right? I ask myself a couple of questions. Am I hungry? Question That's number good. one, am I really hungry? That comes along with actually knowing your hunger cues, understanding that hunger isn't thing that comes like this. Real hunger is gradual. That's a way that you can be able to identify if I'm really hungry or not. So am I hungry? Yeah. If I'm not hungry and I still want to eat, what do I really need instead? Because sometimes whenever we are wanting to turn to food and we're not really hungry, it's because we were emotionally triggered and because we're accustomed to turning to food for that comfort or for that false sense of security. That's always our fallback, right? So if I'm not hungry, what do I really need? And oftentimes what I have found is that we're in need of a primal need that's not getting met. Am I not feeling seen? Am I not feeling heard? Am I not feeling loved or accepted? So that's vulnerable. That's vulnerable. Because yeah. Sometimes we don't want to admit it. It does require you to go to those places. If my coworker triggered me, am I wanting to eat this because I'm not feeling seen? Are they not hearing me? Am I not feeling validated in this moment? No. So then what do you do with that mm-hmm. when I'm not feeling validated? So what um, do you do? So what do you do? (laughs) That's where we talk about finding some other ways to self-soothe. Can I just get up and go for a walk? Can I just walk out of the office and maybe take a walk around the block? Or maybe I find a different substitute for the snack. Ideally, we don't want to eat just because that's still trying to fix that oral sensation. So ideally we don't want to turn back to food, but can I read a scripture or can I call up a friend? Can I do something that's going to shift the narrative of what's really going on? But I think learning some tools and some techniques to actually learn how to soothe the emotion or to get it out, journaling, things like that, finding outside sources to actually deal with the emotion versus keeping it bottled up or eating it away.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I think even just sitting there and saying, God, what do you have to say about me right now? Or even picturing, let's say you're feeling alone and not validated. And you say, God, I just give that to you. And you see it going to the foot of the cross. Yeah. You just wait. If you're a visual person, or if you need to say it, mm-hmm. I'm visual. So I see it in my head of like yeah. giving that to God. And then I say, okay, what do you have in exchange? Yeah. What do you have in replace of that? Absolutely. And then he can fill you up with what he wants you to have, which is peace or joy or love, or just kind of that sonship or that daughtership. You're my child. Cause I'll sometimes get an exchange of something where I'm really mad about it or angry about something. And then when I'm able to give the, make that exchange, I hear from God, well, that was dumb. He doesn't say that's dumb, but that yeah. doesn't matter. A lot of times things that we think matter don't really matter. Yeah. And when we're able to let it go and be self-aware, we find that we're actually a lot more capable (laughs) than what we think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we have to give ourselves more credit. And what happens oftentimes, once we've had multiple quote-unquote failed weight loss attempts, we start to really lose trust in ourselves, right? Mm. Like what's going to make this time any different? Why should I even try? Why should I even attempt to change my eating habits? Because I haven't been successful in the past. It does take... A regeneration, really.
0: Wow, this has been so helpful. Even just the increasing the awareness of our emotions. Am I hungry? What's happening with me right now? And just asking those questions is huge. Tell me what God is doing in your life right now and how people can get a hold of you, how they can use your services. I know you have YouTube and podcasts. So tell us where we can find you.
1: Yeah, so God is doing a lot. It's honestly a whirlwind. Whenever Mm -hmm. we... (laughs) I was reading, I think it's Amos 9, when he talks about so much will happen that your head will swim. That's how I feel like what's going on right oh. now. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm. <laughs> To God be the glory. Yeah. Um, But you all can find me on my podcast, Don't Touch My Health. That's where we talk all things, healthy habits, lifestyle, and faith. You can also find me on Instagram, Gabrielle J. Sherry. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-J-C-H-E-R-Y. And you can also find me on YouTube. I am trying to be more consistent on YouTube. I do have a few videos up, but that's Gabby Athletics.
0: What about if they wanted to hire you for coaching?
1: Actually, I'm in the process, again, of getting my website up, but honestly, follow me on Instagram. That's where I am the most active and shoot me a direct message. But also you can email me Gabby, G-A-B-B-I at GabbyAthletics.com. If you're interested in some one-on-one training, I'm also about to launch a few things that you guys would probably be interested in. I have an elevated eating playbook that really teaches women on the go how to really elevate their eating habits and be more mindful. It's really talking about some of those aspects that we talked about today, Heidi. And so how would they be able to get that? Everything is on my Instagram. Okay. Every, awesome. Literally everything. Is that the freebie you were talking about? The freebie, the link in my bio again on Instagram. So y'all make sure that you you just go to Instagram. That's where I'm at. Um, (laughs) But the freebie is called my four proven ways of how I've helped my clients to overcome food cravings. Because the truth of the matter is that food cravings aren't going anywhere. So we might as well learn how to navigate around them. So I'm literally teaching you the four steps that I've taught my clients on how to really understand where the craving is coming from, and even how to build out a what I call a mini temptation routine mm. that you can actually take yourself through instead of going head first for whatever the craving is. So, um, that's also on my Instagram. The link is in my bio, and that, that's a free gift for you all.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. You. I would love it if you could pray for our listeners. Yep. Um, I think you carry a lot. and. What the freedom that you have received from emotional eating, the listeners are able to actually have that broken just even by listening to you.
1: Absolutely. So let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, God. Lord, As humbly as we know how, God, Lord, we just thank you for this platform, Father God. We thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you for going before us on today, Father God. We just pray a special prayer over every listener who will listen to this podcast, Father God. We just pray that you would just touch them in a special way on today, God, Lord, that you would be with them, Father God. Lord, we ask that you would just breathe a fresh air. Of freshness over their lives, Father God, or wherever they may be struggling, God, when it comes to their health, when it comes to their eating habits, Father, we ask that you would remove everything that's not like you, Father God, and Lord, that you would give them the, the fruit of the Spirit, God, Lord, teach them how to operate in the spirit of self control, Father. So, God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would just saturate them on today, Father God, giving them the, the might, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding of you, Father God, Lord, help. Help us to deny those things that are not like you so that we can walk in according to how you have called for us to live out our health lives, how how you have called for us to live out relationally, physically, mentally. And God, just give us the strength to continue to push forward, Father God, for those of us who have struggled with upset after upset, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just give us a a fresh wind, oh God, and Lord, light a fire on the inside of them, Father, so that they can continue to walk out the purpose that you have put on their lives father so God I just cancel any attacks of the enemy against their mindsets on today God Lord, against their behaviors father Lord. we speak and we decree and declare that everything that you have put on the inside of them that it will be birth father because God you have called us your chosen priesthood father God so we just thank you for who you have called for us to be how how you are shifting our eating habits how you're shifting our behaviors how you're shifting our mindsets how you're shifting everything that we may have thought health and fitness look like, God, Lord, that you are helping us to redefine what that looks like in you. So, Father, I pray that you would cover Heidi. I pray that you would cover the podcast and every business endeavor that she has, Father God. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that she does. We cancel every attack of the enemy against her life, against her family's life, against even those that she is in connection with, Father God. We just ask that you would have your way and that you would do what you always do, which is love, comfort, and provide for us, God. So we thank you, we love you, and we honor you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. woo Thank you so much, Gabrielle. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for listening to this episode with myself and Gabrielle, the emotional eating coach. I wanted to just do a little follow-up from this interview to talk about eating disorders in case this episode was triggering to anyone and just get some clarity around that. Because I think sometimes when we talk about eating issues, we can ignore if there is an actual issue. So I just want to just share with you what eating disorders are so that you know, if is this becoming an issue? And is this where I do actually need to get professional help? So the different types of eating disorders is anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa. Anorexia is when you become too thin, but you don't eat enough because you think you are fat and bulimia is involving periods of overeating following by purging sometimes through self-induced vomiting or even using laxatives. And then there's also another one, which is binge eating, which is out of control eating. And so any of these are where it is disrupting your relationships. It's disrupting work situations or emotional. So either one of those. So personal relationships are emotions or social it's basically social occupational functioning. And where there isn't functioning, it's inhibiting. So you wouldn't go to a social event because of eating, or you would go and you would be constantly going to the bathroom. And so you wouldn't even be engaging with your friends or with your family. And so there's this constant stepping out because of the eating issue. It does talk about that women are more apt to actually have eating disorders than men. However, that is changing. So men do also get it as well. And a lot of times it starts in teen years because of the emotional stress that teens have. And it's increased very much with social media. I want to give a a resource here. There's a book called Brave Girl Eating by Harriet Brown, which is a family struggle with anorexia. And I just want to say that this, this book is really good. And I couldn't put it down because it really talked about like their personal story. This isn't about a rich girl struggling. This isn't about fashion, skinny models in the media. That's not at all what this book is about, any family dysfunction, sexual abuse. It was not about that. It literally was about a normal, everyday, ordinary teenager who really fell down the hole of anorexia. And a lot of times it can happen by accident and it's very slow. It's very painful. And it really takes a lot of courage and a lot of family support to be able to beat this. So it's a real issue and one that I wouldn't say I specialize in, but I just want to bring attention to it because it is something that is really inhibiting our teenage girls. And a lot of times there's a lot of people even moving from eating disorders to sexual identity struggles and believing, okay, that's going to solve my problem. But the problem actually came from emotional issues from the first place. I'm going to actually just kind of pull them in a declare some prayers over you um, from Katie Souza's book called Healing the Soul Wound. She has a whole chapter on eating disorders. And she talks about that the word appetite is nefesh in Hebrew, which means the soul, the inner being of a man. And it indicates that it's our wounded soul that drives our appetites, which is what Gabrielle and I talked about in the episode, that there's unhealthy cravings and desires and they're rooted in unhealed emotions and thoughts in our inner man. So when you think about it, if you're angry or depressed, what do you feel like doing? <laughs> a lot of times we go. And again, I kind of laugh about it because we do, we come together with this emotional eating. And so it, it isn't a funny issue, but we make it funny because we're kind of nervous about it. And we we struggle with, and we don't know how to talk about it, but it really is what Gabrielle talked about, which is asking yourself, what's the emotional issue here? I have a coworker. It's, I have a need. I'm not feeling seed. I'm not feeling heard. I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling valued. And so it's getting to those vulnerable emotional issues that we have. And Katie talks about that trauma drives you to eat. There are generational food issues, bitterness. So if we have bitterness or anger towards someone else, can actually build us up this like bitterness and this root to cause eating issues. And then she talks about the importance of getting it healed. I'm going to read through the prayer activation at the end of this chapter for you to just kind of end this episode. So if there's any of you who have a family member who's struggling with eating disorders, if you are, or even if you think someone does, it's really powerful to even say these prayers. So I'm going to say it over you like it's you saying the prayer, but feel free to come back and even just listen to this. So Lord. We repent. I repent on behalf of the listeners for fellowshipping and being a partner with spirits by eating at their feasts. I need these demon spirits. Every time that the listeners have sinned by overeating, that we have sinned by overeating, is now under the powerful blood of Jesus Christ because of repentance. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So I speak right now on behalf of the listeners to any spirit that is on assignment to drive the listeners or any listeners' family members to eat in an unhealthy way and say, I will not listen to your voice. I eat only what my body needs and to be completely nourished. The listeners, myself, any family members, I just declare that they will resist you, Satan. So you must flee. We also repent, and I repent on behalf of the listeners for drinking of any bitter water that even caused this issue in the first place. We decree that Jesus died for every sin of bitterness, that the listeners or myself or their family members have ever committed. We put the blood of Jesus on every bitter thought, every bitter word, and every bitter action. And I declare for the listeners to have received the cleansing power of the blood right now in Jesus' name. I declare that the power of the blood, the power of the cross can go back in time through the listener's family line, their ancestral line to wash away any sins related to food issues. And we believe that when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, that it was for the redemption of all the sins in their family, I release over them the power of the blood right now to cleanse their bloodline and wipe away all food related issues, food related sins all the way back to Adam. And we put this dunamis power that is in us because you say that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. We put this power to work in the listeners in their family to work so that they can experience above and beyond all that they could ever ask or imagine. I decree that this dunamis power is healing them and their family of all trauma that drove them to struggle with these eating issues in the first place. And we command it to flow into the any unhealthy appetites so they can become excellent of soul. I decree that the dunamis power is healing them of all generational issues that were passed through their bloodline. And we believe that they are being strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in their inner man right now. Acts 10.38 says that Jesus used his anointing of the dunamis power to heal all who were oppressed of the devil. So we decree that they are being healed of all of this oppression by the dunamis anointing flowing in and through them and their family. We release it into their soul and their body to totally heal them. They are a descendant of Abraham in the family of Christ. They are free from all demonic control. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that the listeners are fellowshipping and partnering with the body and the blood of Jesus Christ and not with any demon spirits by eating at their feast. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you do need any extra support or help, please reach out to me and email me at Heidi at Heidi com. Please make sure to reach out. This is not an issue that we need to be silent about. Thank you for listening.